Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today, we're visiting with Dr. Stephanie Mage, who's a chiropractor out of Chicago and the podcaster behind Women Seeking Wellness. Stephanie, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We just have a bunch to talk about. We do. <laughs> I know. I mean, I it's I don't even know where to start. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. Um, I was on your podcast last week and it was, I mean, it was all we could do to like stay in time. We had so much to talk I about. Know. I know. It fabulous. And it was like tangent central, but the tangents are kind of, I mean, you can tell when people are like looking at an outline. Let me tell you, we don't have an outline, people. Exactly. No. No, it's really, you know, that's the whole point of our podcast is to like sit down as girlfriends around coffee and just have a chat and just build community because I think Mm -hmm. so many people these days, like we're so used to having information thrown at us, which is great. Like we want information and we want to keep learning, but we miss community too. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I've, for me, I mean, I'm really new at this whole podcasting thing and I found my people. I didn't even do this to find my people, but I found (laughs) all these other women and people really, I mean, it really, for me, I was telling somebody this earlier last week, like if you watch the news, it's all going to hell. Right. But, but in my arena, I am mean, I'm meeting so many people that are going out of their way to help change the world, like what you're doing. And it's, it's really remarkable how many people are taking the time and the effort to put these positive messages out there. Yeah, it is wonderful. Like I really try to kind of live in my bubble. You know, I've, I created this, Absolutely. <laughs> this little bubble around myself and this little positivity, you know, real food and holistic health and just good vibes. Like, I think it's really important because, you know, we can get inundated with all the negative messages and all the fear and that's not good for our health. No. I mean, for me, I always go back to that darn serenity prayer. It's like, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I cannot change the political arenas. You know what I mean? I can't do anything about it. I can't change big farm. I can't change so many, you know, Monsanto. I can't, I have no effect on Monsanto. Right. You know, but I, you know, the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference, because, you know, for me, the only thing I can really change is me and the choices that I make. Right. Really, really trickle down to to affect the big changes, because, you know, we always talk about voting with our dollars and voting with our fork. And, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. if enough of us do that, it really does affect big change. And so, you know, it's easy to become kind of overwhelmed with these big problems that are kind of facing us right now and go, I can't do anything. You know, I have no power. It's really disempowering. And so for us to step back into our power and go, actually, I can, I'm in total control over what goes on at my home. You know, I'm the one that goes to the grocery Mm -hmm. store or the farm or whatever and puts that stuff in the car and brings it home, feeds it to the family. I'm the one that buys the cleaners. I'm the one that thinks the thoughts I do, you know, and I can change all that. And that is super empowering. It is. Yeah. I mean, just think of like Costco. I mean, I, they're now they can't even find enough organic food Isn't that great? to fill their stores. And so now they're starting to fund farming. I love it. 
I, I know it is, it is really cool. And it is an, it's a marathon. It's a trickle effect. You know, when, when a lot of times when people start listening to my show and they start thinking about all the changes, I mean, my show, they originated because I just turned 50 and mm-hmm. so many of my contemporaries are in this age range where they're not really sick. Like, but they know something's wrong. They're not really well. Mm-hmm. And so they go to their medical doctors and they get all the tests and they're set, they're told that there's nothing wrong. And they go to the gym and it they don't feel any better. And they try, you know, all the things that they have been trying and it and it hasn't been working. Yeah. And so I wanted to offer like the gambit of what I know that works and, and the things that help. And and it is a mara- it's a marathon. So it's like there's so much you could do that it can be overwhelming and finding those those really core things and focusing on them and doing little little bits along the way help. Exactly, because nobody, you know, I always say like we we talk about our change one thing challenge and it's like kind of this movement we're doing right now where people are just picking like one thing to change and they go on social media and use the hashtag change one thing and let us know. Like it because those little changes build on each other and it's like when people would come into me and go, "Well, what do I, you know, how do I get healthy? Like everything's a mess, how do I get healthy?" Yeah. and it's like well, we have to change your whole life. You know, that's super overwhelming and not doable. But if we say, well, we're going to start here and we're going to take small steps and we're going to add add in the good things, not just take away bad things. We're going to add in good things. You know, we're going to make small shifts. We're going to make progress over time. And then that like snowballs and adds up. And it's like the sum is greater than the part because mm-hmm. it really adds up. I was thinking about, I mean, I was just thinking about my story. You know, I'm a chiropractor and I just celebrated... 20 years in practice and in my own practice, I was, I practiced with somebody else for a couple of years. And, you know, what I find is that for me, some of the first things that happen with people when they get under chiropractic care is they wake up, mm-hmm. you know, most people come to me with a painful problem, you know, neck pain, back pain, blah, 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 blah. And they don't really get the connection between their nervous system and how they're like experiencing their life. Mm -hmm. And so they come to me with these issues and, you know, my job is really not to fix them. My job is just to remove the interference and allow their own body's like innate ability to heal to come through. So, so I, you know, we work in those certain ways to remove that interference and all of a sudden they wake up like when your nerves and your nervous system is functioning better so many other things work better you just have a clear literally not even figuratively literally you have a clearer vision right people will walk in my office and leave without their glasses because they got up off the table and they could see differently like it it really is about making your nervous system work more efficiently And so a lot of times then the next thing is like, well, what else do I do? And food, I mean, it's one, it's so powerful, powerful. the food that we eat or the food that we don't eat. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. And, you know, it's, it seems so basic. Like so many of us weren't really raised with the thought that, you know, food affects our health. It was like, well, it's food. It tastes good. Or this is what we make in our family. Or these are recipes that, you know, have been handed down or whatever. Like it wasn't really about like eating for health or, you know, and I don't think we need to focus just on eating for health. I'm not necessarily saying that. It's just that we, 
I don't think we're raised to understand the power of the food that we eat or don't eat. And so, you know, when we would go and have all the brightly colored sports drinks and we would have the parties with the cake and the juice and the ice cream. And, you know, I remember every Sunday at church having donuts and orange juice and, you know, like just everywhere you go, it's pretty much sugar, sugar, sugar. But it's like, you know, all that adding up, we don't realize like what that's doing to our bodies because it's like, it's just food, right? It's just, what could that have to do with anything? And yet it has everything to do with everything in our health. And the problem is, I mean, it's, it's a problem and it's exciting in the same realm. It's like, we come from an era of so hyper-focused on food and so hyper-focused on the way we should eat. But the problem is today eggs are in, tomorrow eggs are out. Mm -hmm. High fat, low fat, no sugar, high sugar, paleo, la la la. There's, it's like, and I have my bachelor's in nutrition and I put my hands on my forehead and want to pass out. (laughs) I can't imagine what somebody that, that just wants to eat right, but is doesn't really know how to navigate that. Right. You know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It is frustrating because the marketing messages have been out there that confuse us. And, you know, I just love that for me, the key was really going backwards and not looking at, you know, the latest fad diet and the latest this and that it was, okay, let's actually look at what has nourished our ancestors for millennia, Mm. real food. And so under that umbrella, of course, there's lots of little nuances. Some people need to cut out grains for a time or have this sensitivity or that or whatever. But ultimately, it all falls under the umbrella of real food. I am sitting here literally flipping through my notes because I think you said a quote that I've been uh, re-quoting (laughs) terribly. And I I found it in my notes, which I have to say, I'm pretty impressed with myself. (laughs) Food that doesn't have an ingredient, it is an ingredient. I have, I can't even tell you how many times I've told people that line in my office, because it is, it's, it is really, truly, that's the only thing you can trust. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Food, it doesn't have ingredients. It is an ingredient. It's so true. Like, well, we'll hear a lot or we joke around a lot kind of as real foodies, like opening up the fridge and they're like, oh, there's nothing to eat. It's all food to make something to eat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. you don't I do get all these like processed foods or whatever. I'm like, well, that's why I keep charcuterie on hand or stuff to throw in a salad or <laughs> Mm-hmm. things that can Absolutely. happen quickly. Yeah. When people are asking like, well, how do I get healthy? How do I navigate this thing? And that is one of the biggest things that they can do is start to look at decreasing the amount of processed food and increasing the amount of real foods, fruits and vegetables and whole, you know, I like, you know, chicken and fish and brown rice and sweet potatoes and all those wonderful things. All of that is really great food. All of that is very, you know, very low as far as inflammation, because, you know, the, the other health thing that's going on with our food is that it's inflaming us. Mm -hmm. It's in a, in a really basic term, it's swelling us. And now what they're finding is that heart disease and all these other diseases are byproducts of this inflammation. So you don't get heart problems from cholesterol. You get it from sugar right? and from grains and from inflammation. And so, you know, looking at, looking at it that way, it's, 
it's a shift. It's a huge you know? shift because for so long people would look and go, okay, what's going on in the body? You know, here's somebody that has, has heart disease. So let's go and look at their body and see what's happening. Oh, look, they've got all this cholesterol in their veins. That must be the problem. Wrong. <laughs> Why yeah. is the cholesterol there? Like they didn't keep going yeah. questions. You know, the cholesterol is there to repair the damage that's been done by this inflammation, by these, you know, sugars and things going through the veins and scraping them raw, you know, cholesterol is there to save the day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's really like a, a huge paradigm shift for people to realize, like, especially that, that really pervasive, you know, saturated fat myth, the diet heart hypothesis, the cholesterol is bad and causes heart disease. That's a big one to shake. Yeah, yeah, it is. And that fat doesn't make you fat. Right. And that we need it. We absolutely need oh my it. God. Like our brains, our hormones, our very cells, the cell wall is made above fat. So mm -hmm. if we don't have good quality fat, you know, and people have kind of like come around to, oh, okay. So like there's some fats that are okay. So I can do like vegetable oils and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute that's Stop. yeah right those polyunsaturated fats are bad they get damaged and then it's free radicals which leads to what inflammation so mm -hmm. we're back on that mm -hmm. inflammation train again and that is at the root of it's something like 200 or 400 like different diseases they're saying you know inflammation is really the root cause because what is that doing? It's throwing our body, you know, this is right in your arena, right? It's throwing our body yeah. off, off kilter so that it's not able to respond the way it needs to. And it can't innately heal itself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, for us, I love, like, I'm almost like we, I'm weeping inside when you talk about fat, because I say all the time to people that, you know, every cell of your body is coated in a fatty acid. And so the kind of fats that you eat, you know, garbage in, garbage out, or good stuff in, good stuff out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I just think about, and it still happens where people say, but I don't understand, I'm eating low fat this, or diet that or sugar free this and all those chemicals and all of that. Um, the way they make things with lower fat taste good is they jack it up with sugar, right? So all of that processness goes into our little bodies. And our body's trying the best it can to figure it out, but it's hard. And one of the ways to know if your body is too inflamed is look at your gut, like your literally how big your waist is to your hips is a huge indicator on whether you have this thing called metabolic syndrome, which is a precursor to diabetes, which is really a precursor to all the inflammatory business that we're talking about. That's the thing. It's like, it's all connected. It's all the root. It's all this like garbage in garbage out. And so the thing is, is like everybody gets caught up in the diagnosis. Everybody gets caught up in, you know, oh, I've got to go to the doctor and get this blood work done and find out what's going on with me. And then I'll know what to do. And it's like, war. <laughs> we could just yeah. go back to the root and we don't have to worry about, I mean, sometimes that can guide us a little bit, but if we can mm -hmm. go back and fix diet and lifestyle and make those adjustments, that's going to clear a lot of stuff out from the get go. Yeah. And it's powerful when you see, I mean, one of my first experiences, and I don't know if you've, you're familiar with this, uh, 
woman, Gath- Kathleen DiMatteis. She wrote a book called Potatoes, Not Prozac. Mm-mm. I've heard the and name she, of the, the book. The book. It's a weird titled book, but it's a brilliant book. And she is a, I think she's a PhD biochemist. And uh, Catherine Ponder, who, who wrote this book, The Molecules of Emotion, mm-hmm. um, she was her mentor. And she did this book and she talks about the relationship between protein, fat, and carbohydrate in our eating, but ours also in our mood mm-hmm. and how, how powerful the food that you can eat can be towards your mood. And so her, her thing is, um, to eat, you know, every time you eat, eating protein, fat, and carbohydrate together. And then at night, the potato is at night, you, you eat a simple, you know, a simple carb, like a potato, and it tricks your body into letting more tryptophan into your brain to create serotonin, which, levels your mood. And I am telling you what, it's amazing. And it was one of my first experiences with seeing the effects of the food that I eat. But now I see it all the time when people, when people can make this shift, the shift in their bodies, they, their brain gets clearer, they poop better, they sleep better. You know, I mean, their, their inflammation goes away. I mean, it's really amazing. It's really amazing how powerful just food, Right. Can be. right. Just food, not even cleaning out the medicine cabinet, not, you know, adding in all the other things that we know, working on stress and sleep and all these other things. Exactly. That all trickles down from the food. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you feel better and you have more energy and you can think more clearly and you're more calm, that's one thing I noticed like right away. I was, I felt like the noise was gone. That internal just chatter I felt like was so much more calm and so much more manageable when we got our food dialed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I know that, I mean, I wrote a book back in like 2009, 2010, it's called you can be well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and all this stuff, all the, all this stuff will be, I'll give you the, it's drmage.com, drmaj.com. But you can, uh, for your listeners, if they go on my website, I'll, I will, they'll be able to get a digital copy for free. Oh, awesome. Yeah, um, I'll have that in the yeah. show notes. And again, for anybody listening, uh, the show notes are always at realfoodwholehealth.com. Under podcast, under episodes, just click this episode and everything we're talking about will be there. So yeah, that'll be really easy to find. Okay, cool. So I wrote a book and one of the things that, for me, the reason that I wrote a book is that, well, if you look at every other book on wellness, they all talk about food. Right. They all talk about stress. They all talk about, um, you know, exercise. You know, they they talk about um, detoxification. Some of them, you know, clean, doing specific uh, cleansing, but not none of them talk about removing the nerve interference, which mm-hmm. is what chiropractors do. So when you talk about stress reduction, you know that a lot of times people don't get that chiropractic. Like I was talking to this guy today, Roberto in my office and you would never guess Roberto is almost 80. He rides his, <laughs> his little push scooter, you know, the mm-hmm. one, cause it's good for his balance. He rides the bus, but then he takes, he gets off way before my office and he push scoots. I'm in Chicago. So, you know, we have sidewalks, push scoots to the office and he's a trip. And today we were talking, he said, you know, uh, I look around at my peers that aren't getting chiropractic care and they're all getting sicker and older and more fragile. And, you know, and I'm not, and it's just one of those things that sometimes it's one of those benefits. And I know I'm preaching to the choir with you, but it's one of those benefits that 
keeps you well doesn't just have to get you well. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, to us, it's indispensable. I mean, we both have been, Matt and I have both been under like constant chiropractic care for like 15 years. We recommend it to all of our clients and, you know, the, the methodology that we use to work with our clients is the essential elements of whole health. And the second element is physical body. And so a lot of that will deal with like digestion and blood sugar and, and sleep Mm -hmm. and stress. But a big part of that is structural alignment and adding Mm -hmm. a chiropractor to your healthcare team. Yeah. You really, it's so necessary. It is so necessary. And I mean, I can't tell you how many people say to me every day, I can't, how do people live without this? Yes. And I'm like, they drug themselves up with Advil and Aleve and all those drugs that, you know, just a little, little FYI, the, all those drugs have a side effect of causing increased, uh, it speeds up the decay and the, uh, uh, arthritic changes in the very joints that they're trying to shut the pain mechanisms off. So Advil actually makes what was painful worse in the long run. Mm-mm. And that's, unfortunately, that's what a lot of drugs do. Right. They circumvent the real reasons and they it's a short-term fix, but it creates a long-term problem. Well, we have to go and look at why, why would the body be in pain? What's going on? And short of like a knife sticking out of our arm or something that we need to remove that we need to pay attention to, it's Mm -hmm. something's wrong. You know, pain is a messenger. So something is amiss. And so us trying to cover that up with a drug, like we don't have an Advil shortage. We don't have a Tylenol deficiency, right? Oh my God. You're, you're, I'm just going to, I'm weeping over here. (laughs) You could be giving my new patient health talk right now. It's true. I mean, we don't have that deficiency, right? So we have to go and fix what's going on with the body and not cover it up. And like exactly getting an adjustment, removing Mm -hmm. those nervous system stressors so that the body can communicate and talk and move and do what it's supposed to do. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Well, and again, if you're out there, like so many of my uh, listeners on my on my podcast, Women Seeking Wellness, on so many of my patients in my office in Chicago that come to me and they just don't know what's wrong. Yeah. And they've been through the gambit. I mean, I live in Chicago. There's some of the best doctors in the world. And, you know, a lot of times my patients have been to the best doctors in the world. They'll say all the time, this is the Chicago Bears doctor. This is the Blackhawk doctor. And I didn't get, they couldn't figure it out. And, you know, then they'll come to me and I won't even touch what hurts, but I'll look at wh- what nerves run that and how can we restore the, the structural alignment and the restore the flow of the nerves so your body can actually do the healing. And then they get better and they're like, I don't get it. Why didn't they tell me? Right. Because they and don't like, know. They don't know. And Coke doesn't tell you to drink Pepsi. Right. Like, they just know what they know. And I was talking to this older guy today, and he was said, well, you know, the research, and I go, hold on. I go, research is mostly paid for by drug companies. And if the end game of, of this research is go to a chiropractor, <laughs> they're not going to fund that research. 
they're not going to fund research about these holistic methods. No. And yet when the research is done by chiropractic schools or something like that, then they say, well, we can't trust it. It's done by a chiropractic school. So, you know, it is this double edged sword. Research is not, there's no such thing anymore as pure research because most of the research is funded by, and there's some, some crazy statistic about, how how much research is swung in the direction that the drug companies want because you know who's paying the bill right ultimately well and at the end of the day like they have the time to keep searching and repeating studies and removing data and anything else they need to do to get the result they want so if they didn't get it the first run they'll get it other runs and yeah. you know they'll go to another university or they'll defund some other department that found conflicting evidence or whatever i mean it's a dirty dirty business. And unfortunately it just can't be, there's no trust anymore. There's no trust. I think even the president of the, or the formal president of the uh, journal of the American medical association came out and said, like, you, you can't trust this research. Like, you know, yeah. it's all bought and paid for. So the key is stay the heck away from drugs <laughs> because you really, I mean, really honestly avoid it with, with every ounce of your being, because there's no shortcuts. There's no quick fixes to these kind of things. It is, you know, there's no purple ribbon that's going to cure cancer. Cancer is a lifestyle disease. And so, you know, look at your life, wake up and look at, like you said, this, the, I have so many parents that come in when their kids are, on that sensory spectrum, Mm -hmm, you know, that autism sensory spectrum. And what they find is that those kids are super chemically sensitive, plastics, pesticides, fragrances, stuff in their, you know, in the cleaning products and in their, you know, shampoo and lotions. And and I'll come in like, it just, just happened last month where this kid was like bouncing off the walls. I felt so bad for him. And his mom's like, Oh, I'm doing all that. But she had so much perfume on. I got a headache. And I thought, wow. You know, I mean, looking at all of that, that all goes in. And that's why I love like those, the environmental working group, you know, they go through and they'll, there's an app where you can like plug in what the product is and they'll get, they'll rate it on as far as, like somebody was telling me they put progesterone in volumizing hair cream. Uh, what? Like, <laughs> so that screws up with it. It was yeah, a, it was a, somebody, a hormone expert that was telling me that. So you, you just got to really watch all of that. Yeah. It's really important. that stuff. You can change. You can totally change that. And you can totally make the, the lifestyle adjustments. And there's so many clean products. So using those apps, I know there's, we've talked about before the skin deep database through environmental working group. We've talked about the think dirty app. So I'll put links to those on all the show notes, but you know, it's really about coming at it from so many different angles. And I think so many people get dissuaded with, Oh, well, you know, it it wouldn't be bad. They wouldn't sell it if it were bad. Like it wouldn't be on the market if it were dangerous and it would hurt us. All this stuff is tested, right? And it's not, it's not tested and it's certainly not tested in combination with other items. So, you know, I think that we talked about this the other day on your podcast on how many levels that people are putting on, you know, and how many products people are actually using. And it's sort of mind blowing. 
Um, Mm -hmm. because if you think about like a woman's daily routine, just think about, you know, not even every cosmetic that you put on, but you know, your face wash and your toothpaste and your mouthwash and your shampoo and your conditioner and your leaving conditioner and your styling spray. I mean, like just goes on and on. And by the end of the day, you know, you're in 40, 50 products Mm -hmm. that you've come in contact Mm -hmm. with. And how does that, how does that affect our body? Like what messages Mm -hmm. are we getting? from the chemicals. And like you said, there's no shortcut that we can, that's not something you can go and take a pill for. That's not something you can go have a surgery for. It's you've got to remove that stressor so that the body Mm -hmm. can do what it needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I, I find that since my focus is so much on women, that those chemicals actually, um, one of the, the, my colleagues and I were talking about this. Those are the actual chemicals that create like these fake chemical estrogens that can turn around and cause cancers. You know, these are, these are toxic, toxic things. And that's why, I mean, for me, I'm starting to develop some online programming around cleanses and not like Matt, like some stupid cleanse where you drink like cayenne pepper and maple <laughs> syrup and, right. you know, or you take coal and blow and poop your guts out and feel like you cleaned yourself. <laughs> I'm talking about really uh, scientifically studied hardcore medical foods yes. that help rev your liver up and help because we're all living in this toxic world, some of us worse than others. And so we can do the best we can do, but we we should have a way to offload some of those chemicals. And so some of these programs, I'm just starting to work on uh, developing programming, because some of my so many of my listeners want to want to start something and I like, I can't go to all their houses and give them adjustments. Right. <laughs> I, I will, if you contact me, I will help you find a good chiropractor in your area because unfortunately, just like everything, some chiropractors are dialed in and some aren't just yes. like some dentists are dialed in and some medical doctors are dialed in and there are, I could curl your toes with dental stories, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> Well, but it's there so are important good... because there are, it's true. There's really good chiropractors and then there's chiropractors that just aren't getting it sort of a, a rack'em and crack'em kind of mm-hmm. practice. And yeah, because, you know, as we're traveling now on real food road trip, like we're going to chiropractors in different areas and, you know, I'm always looking for alternative minded chiropractors, chiropractors that do muscle testing and that know about nutrition and that know, you know, it's not just like the ones that advertise for audio auto injuries and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a whole different experience. And I always tell people, if you haven't, if you've gone to a chiropractor and you haven't gotten the results you want to try another one, like don't just write off the whole profession. I know. Or that, or my favorite, I don't really believe in it. Right. And I'm like, well, it's not really a religion, (laughs) you know, it's like try not believing in dentistry and see how that works out for you. (laughs) And but it is, there's some more, uh, you know, I consider them more musculoskeletal chiropractors, you know, they really are, you know, very either sports oriented or mm-hmm. very accident oriented, and they help people get better mm-hmm. from those. But there is more of a full spectrum chiropractor that really is a holistic, um, uh, takes a holistic approach to healing. And I mean, I know for a fact that I am many of my patients, primary care physician, mm-hmm. they come to me first, before they go other places, because usually what we do triggers something in their body so that they can heal. And if not, then 
they always have the ability to go further and try something more invasive. Right. That's the thing. And I think the precautionary principles that work there, it's like, let me see what's the least amount that I can do now. What's going to cause the Mm -hmm. least amount of harm, the most amount of benefit. And then we can go further if we need to. And 99% of the time, you're not going to need to do that. Now, Obviously, we know that the U.S., Canada, many other developed nations like excel in emergency care. If I get in a massive accident and my arms cut off, I'm not going to go to get a massage. No. I'm not going to put lavender. <laughs> oil. I'm not going to put lavender oil on it. I, I mean, I need emergency care, so it has a time and a place. But when we're talking about chronic illness, we're talking about degenerative conditions. We're talking about things that have been caused by lifestyles and toxins and food and all of these things, like basically not living well for many years, it's not something you can just go cover up and it's not something that's going to be fixed overnight. Yeah. I have a great analogy that I use for this. And I, I had, unfortunately the office building that I'm in, it's a, it has some residential places at the top and at the bottom, I'm on the ground floor and on the sidewalk floor. And, um, and they had just finished uh, the roof deck and they had lacquered it and treated the wood. And it was right around the 4th of July. And the somebody did a firework and it hit it. And there were like 30 foot flames coming off of this building. Oh my gosh. And, and so what, so what I learned what the fire department does, the fire department comes in and they, they busted out the front door. They busted down people's doors. They were all sleeping. And if they didn't wake up, I mean, they you, they busted their doors down to get people out. They get to the top floor. And luckily, the fire was above the roof. So most of the water damage fell off the roof. Oh, wow. But they still had to take hatchets and hatch it into the ro- ceiling of that top floor to make sure there was no fire kind of in between. Mm-hmm. And douse it with water, blah, blah, blah. So they saved the house. They saved my office. They saved people's lives. They did a great job. But they leave then. And they don't come back and fix it and make it look back to the way it was. And that's kind of like what a medical doctor does. You know, when you go to a medical doctor, when you go into a hospital... They're putting the fire out. They're saving your life. And they're they're in a lot of ways they have to almost half kill you to save your life. Mm-hmm. And then once your once your life is stable, you're on your own. And so they're not the ones that are gonna take this and make you flourish. Right. That's where what we do comes in. That's what chiropractic and all these other people just like you out here helping make your life a better life. Like that's there's no competition. It's just you, you know, you're going to call it, you're going to call an interior designer. You're going to call somebody that's going to make this thing beautiful. You're not going to call the fire department again. Exactly. And so thinking of it that way, it's not like we're saying what the medical doctor's doing is wrong. It's just not, it's not their place really. Right. Right. They have no training, one or two nutrition classes. Yeah. An hour or two, really. I mean, an in hour their whole, or two. and in their whole education and a lot of that, again, we have to look at look at who is funding that, you know? And so, I mean, if you look at the Dietetics Association being sponsored by Coca-Cola, I mean, we're not really talking about 
health in your yeah. best interest. So, you know, I definitely talk a lot about building a health support team, a healthcare team, because I think, you know, we do need to know who to go to for what. And honestly, at the end of the day, the personal responsibility does lie with us. We're the ones that make the decision, that do the research, that figure out who we're going to, when it's appropriate. I mean, it's great to have these people to, to consult with and, you know, to visit. But at the end of the day, like we're the ones that have to live with the choices. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we go to the doctor and we take a pill and it has some side effect, like he gets to go home and we're the ones that have to suffer. So Mm -hmm. it's up to us to do our research, our due diligence, and really take personal responsibility and ownership of our life. And that is empowering. Like a lot of people want to sit by the sidelines and have life happen to them. And, you know, it's that victim mentality and it's like, nope, it doesn't work that way. Like you get to Mm -hmm. show up and take responsibility. And if we realize that we have responsibility in our, in creating illness, we realize that oops, sometimes that's scary, right? Because we had a hand in creating illness, but we can flip the script and say, well, we actually have the power then to get well. Yes. And that's really powerful. It is. I mean, the line I love is like, you win your life. You win the life that you've led. You get the dignity of your own experience, but both both positively and negatively. Mm -hmm. But just know that, you know, this victim mentality, you know, I mention this all the time on my show and I'm going to mention it right now is that we are dealt this hand of genetics. We are dealt. Everybody has a genetic blueprint. But what we what what most people don't know is that on those genes there's little switches. They're called epigenes, epigenomes and they're they're on the outside of a gene and they turn genes off and on. And that's what lifestyle does. That's what our thoughts do. They turn these genes off and on. So for me and my family, if you're a woman and you smoke, you will die young of cancer. I mean, that's just my experience with my mom, my grandma, blah, blah, blah. Like it doesn't mean that I am led to lead that life unless I decide to do that. But for me, I've, I've tried my best to lead a healthy life, just like my aunt D and my aunt D is, I'm not allowed to say how old she is, but she's in her (laughs) eighties and you know, she has, she is still flourishing and you know, we have that choice. That's what our choices do. They don't, don't buy into the thing that says, well, my dad had that. So I have to have it. Right. You, your dad might have had a, a bad back, but do you, did you pick up the same bad habits? And it, could it thing. be actually a habit? Yeah, that's really the thing is so many people think, oh, it's genetic. Like, I'm just going to have it. And it's like, well, actually, you lived in the same house. You, you know, ate the same food. You learned the same habits. Maybe you didn't learn how to take care of yourself and exercise. You didn't learn how to deal with your emotions you know, on and on and on. So yes, you may have a genetic predisposition towards if your body's imbalanced, it's going to show up as X, Y, Z, but that doesn't mean it's ever going to show up if you don't turn those genes on, if you're not activating those methyl switches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I love it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This has been so fun. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see you in Chicago. We will be there in the fall. So I'm going to have to come and visit you when we are there. Absolutely. I'll need I'll be here. (laughs) I will be honored to adjust you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Again, for anybody listening, don't forget 
All the links that we've talked about will be on the show notes at realfoodwholehealth.com. Under podcast, under episodes, just click this episode and you'll find everything there. Dr. Stephanie, thank you for being here today. So appreciate your time and your expertise. Oh, thank you, Amy. And keep doing what you're doing. Travel safe. Okay, thanks. Take care. Mm. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. And please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.